Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. You know, last week we ended the week talking about love. And we were looking at Romans chapter 12, verse 9, love must be sincere. And when you think about that, I know we, we talked a little bit about this on Friday. Love must be sincere. You can't fake it. And we talked about the fact that anybody can come and fake it for an hour and or you you know, shake hands with somebody and it doesn't have to be church person. This could be somebody at work. You know, you're like slapping them on the back saying, how are you? But boy, you're plotting on how you're going to make sure they don't get that promotion that you want or somebody in your family, you know, you're, Oh, it's so good to see you here at Thanksgiving. And you're thinking, man, I hate this sucker. I've always hated this sucker. I mean, it's easy to plan a big smile on our face and act fake and have hate in our heart. He says, love, and it must be sincere. And it's only through the power of the Holy Spirit that we're able to do this. This is why it is this is why the Holy Spirit is so important. This is why the Holy Spirit is makes the church different than any other body. You can have elks in your in your community. You can have the Rotary. You can have Kiwanis. You can have all these different groups. The thing that makes the church different is the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that brings the church to life. It's the Holy Spirit that brings a believer to life. And it's only through the power of the Holy Spirit that we're able to love and love sincerely. That person, maybe they've done you wrong. Maybe that person at work, man, they they are the ones that hurt you so you didn't get a promotion you always thought you deserved. Maybe they're the ones that lied about you and you really don't like them. Or maybe it's a in-law or an outlaw or whatever you got that that did you wrong. It's only through the power of the Holy Spirit that we're able to love them and love them sincerely. This is why, as you go back to the first part of that chapter, where he says, do not be conformed anymore to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of of your mind. It's only through the renewing of our mind. Our mind was wrong. Our old mind was wrong. That old mind that was conformed to this world was wrong. It is wrong to want revenge. It is wrong to want to get even. As a believer, we are told not to do those things, that vengeance belongs to the Lord, and that we are to love, and we are to love sincerely, and we are to love everyone, and it's only through the power of the Holy Spirit that we're able to do that. Don't kid yourself. You can't do this on your own. You couldn't do this on your own. You can't do this on your own. It's only through the power of the Holy Spirit that we're able to do it. This is why the Holy Spirit is so important. This is why when you are in a church or with believers that don't talk about the Spirit, 
that you've got to go somewhere where they do because <laughs> you got to go somewhere where they do. You huh? do. I mean, without the Holy I Spirit, know. the church is just another club. Right, right. I it's understand. It's just another social organization. It's the Spirit that gives power. It's the Spirit that. When you see a healing, it's through the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. When you see lives change, it's through the power of the Holy Spirit. When you are able to love somebody who has done you wrong, it is only through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to elaborate, say the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Word of God. Because remember, the Word of God has to go forth and it doesn't return void. And Jesus said in John 6, the words that I speak. They are spirit and they are life. He also said he called God's word the truth. And again, the truth has power in it, more power than a lie. And again, back to being conformed to this world. I, I, I noticed he used the word being. Being means a continuance. So a lot of Christians are still being conformed to this world. Well, God's not and, done with him. And, and again, no, they're being conformed to this world because they, they watch all these news broadcasts. They, they continue to, to, to feed on that instead of feed their faith. You notice it's all negative. Right. If so, Ebola doesn't kill you, then your car's airbag's going to blow up right. your face so, and, and, and that's being conformed. That's that, that information, they're trying to make it revelation, but it's just information. That's what's... Conforming you to this world way of thinking and, and believing. And God says, no, fear. I want you to believe the gospel, the good news, the truth. I want you to believe that. Make that your reality. He said he'll keep those in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Well, I can keep my mind on God because God and his word are one. Have you Again. ever noticed, though, that if you really watch the news close and you really believe everything that you hear, you're going to be in a state of fear? Right. You're going to be fearful. Well, well because it, if Ebola, you believe everything in the world. My car airbag, all kind, there's so many things to be scared of, to be fearful of. Jesus says we don't have a spirit of fear. Well, we on the contrary, if you keep exposing yourself to the word of God, you're going to be in a state of faith. That's right. See, That's a good state the, to be the, in. God has not given us a spirit of fear, a spirit of timidity. Right. He's giving you a spirit, spirit of, of power. faith. Scripture says in 2 Corinthians, we have the same spirit of faith. We believe, therefore we speak. And he tells Timothy, again, we have a spirit of power. Love and a sound mind. And again, you got to declare that. That's the word of God. That's the truth. You got to make that your reality. See, and I can be conformed, though, to the world and sit at home and be just scared to death to make a move because something's going to get me. Well, because the world keeps reinforcing what it wants you to believe. And God put in his word, in his spirit, what he wants you to believe. He wants you to believe his word, which is the truth. I will never leave you. You so, know, we were talking about this just before we came on the air. We don't know what's going to happen to us five minutes from now, five hours from now, five days from now, five months from now. What we do know is he says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Uh, I'm going to be that, there. He says nothing can separate all things through him. He says nothing separates us from his love. And now with that truth, because let God be true and every man be a lie. He's not a man that he should lie. That's my reality. No matter what happened. Right. We were talking about last week about incarceration. God says, I'm still with you. Ask Joseph. Ask Paul. Ask Jesus. Jesus went to jail. Before they hung him on the cross, they had him in a cell. They whooped him and beat him. And he even cried out, Lord, Lord, how have you forsaken me? Of course, his mind wanted to believe that. But God said, no, I haven't forsaken you. I'm, I'm still with you. And I'm still going to raise you up at the last day. And he tells us the same thing. Remember that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of us. He gives us that promise. That's the truth of his word that he will raise us up. As long as we keep our mouth in line with his truth. Because his spirit lives in us. That same one that raised Christ. So 
So we have that resurrection power in us. And like Paul said, oh, that I may know you in the power of your resurrection. It resides inside of us. Remember, that's the mystery. That's the mystery that everybody's wondering. And, and Paul revealed it to us. Here's the mystery right here. Christ in you. The hope of glory. That's the mystery. It's not a mystery no more to me. There it is. So now I can go through trials, tribulations, persecution with this truth. That greater is he that's in me, that he's in the world. Christ in me, the hope of glory. So now I can do all things through Christ. I don't have to worry. I don't have to be scared. I don't have to think I'm going to run out. And because I don't have to try to get vengeance because what Jesus is on the cross. And what does he say? Father, Father forgive them, them for they know not what they do. Mm-hmm. You and I can be in a place where everybody seems to be against us. Maybe everybody is. And yet we can say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. Right. And again, it's back to just not being just a hearer only of the word, but a doer. Once you start doing God's word, especially letting it come out your mouth, out of your vocal cords, because his Holy Spirit dwells in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I'm going to leave you this other helper called the Holy Spirit. Don't trip that I go on away. I ain't leaving you as orphans. Got something for you. But if I don't go, he ain't going to come and reside in you. So I got to go and sit back at the right hand of the Father. And as I'm there... I'll be making intercessions for you. Not only that, I'm going to declare that you're going to sit with me in heavenly places. Because I'm the head of the body. of I'm Christ. I'm the head. You're the body. Wherever the head is, I guess the body follows, right? And then he said he had the nerve to say he put everything, all things under his feet. Well, he the head. We're the body. We're the feet located under the body. So all that's under my feet. So I like to declare this. I'm on top of it. You know why? Because greater is he that's in me because Jesus is on right. top See, of it. See, whatever the circumstances are. I'm on top of it. We're on top of it because the, the body's connected to the feet. The feet connected to the body. And he said he put all things. He's given him authority to put all things under his feet. And he gave him to be head over the church, which is his body. That's hey, us. And we need to remember that, too, because sometimes the world's <laughs> kind of overwhelming. Sometimes life can be overwhelming. I was telling somebody this the other day. There are periods in your life where just everything you touch turns to gold. I mean, nothing... Been there. Been there. In your life where everything turns to soul. Man, You're selling just, everything. Yeah, it's just like everything you lay your hands to just blows up. Uh, I mean, yeah, it just doesn't there. seem to work. And mm-hmm. in those times, that's when we need to stand by the idea that greater is he that's in me that's in the world. This is not going to overwhelm me. This is not going to be more than I can get through because God is with me. He's never going to leave me. He's never going to forsake me. I can accomplish all things through him who strengthens me in Jesus Christ. But, and so as overwhelming as it might seem right at this moment, as as bad as it seems like everything is going, it's not going to overwhelm me. I'm what? above it. And is in those times of trials, tribulations, calamity, adversity, that's the time that God's really growing you and strengthening you as long as you stay in him. If you remember, he will keep those in perfect peace. Peace means shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken. Whose mind is stayed on him. Oh, mind. Maybe that's why he told us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Because remember, your mind directs your body. Yeah. You're going to always move. Your mind is where your thoughts are located. You're going to always move in the direction of your most dominant thoughts. Yeah, if I get up right now and start walking, it's because my brain told me to. Right. But you're always going to move in the direction of your most dominant thoughts. So he said he'll keep those in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. So if my mind is stayed on him and him and his word are one, that's the direction that my life is going to move in. And I can declare 
Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Why? Because he's with me. His rod, his staff, his comforts me. In another scripture I was meditating on as you were speaking, scripture says this, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of all of them. And Paul said anyone who desired to live godly in Christ Jesus will endure persecution. So I know I'm coming, but he told me still, Stand and fight this good fight of faith. Stay in, in Jesus. Stand Consider on the word of God. Consider it all joy. Consider it pure joy. Count it all joy. Now, see, now, I got to do that. I can't just say I heard that. Now, I got to act like that Monday through Saturday. Right. See, yeah. Not just on believe. Sunday services. See, this is where, though, I like what we, we were talking about before. This is where we have to realize we're above it. We're above it. It's, Always. It's after us. It's there, but we're above it. When Jesus said it was finished, he meant it. Everything was it, finished at it's Calvary. It's going to overwhelm me. It's because not. Because he is there. Well, again, if you keep your mind focused on the word of God, allow his Holy Spirit to lead you because his spirit loves his word. And the scripture says in Proverbs 20, 20, the spirit of, the, of man is the candle of the Lord, lighting all the inward parts of the body. God uses our spirit to direct us. So he said, if you keep your mind fixed and focused on me and not the circumstances, remember Peter Walking on the water. The only reason he started sinking because he started looking at the circumstances. First, he was looking at Jesus. Jesus was out there. He had his eyes fixed on Jesus, and he was looking at Jesus walking. And then the scripture says he heard and he saw the wind. And he took his mind off what he should have been staying on, and he began to sink. Well, see, the facts said he couldn't walk. Oh, yeah, facts. Yeah, yeah. facts. Yeah. Well, he, he rose above facts. Right. Because he walked. When he was operating right. faith, he was able to overcome the facts. And that's as what, soon as his mind went back to the facts. And that's what this broadcast is about, igniting your faith on fire, keeping your faith. Jesus said, have faith in God. God and his word are one. Once you keep your faith in God, key word, keep. Not sometimes. You got to stay in faith all the time, in season and out of season, in the good and the bad. You know, when you're rich, when you're poor, you got to stay in faith. When I say stay in faith, you got to stay convinced about God's word. Faith is I'm convinced God's word is the truth. And, and I have confidence though, in the word of God. Now, though, before somebody thinks we're trying to beat them up, there might be a time in the day when you succumb a little, come back, realize who you are. There might be a period of time, maybe for the last three days, you've been thinking, man, there's just no hope in the world. There's just you. You're a believer. And you're just thinking, you know, there's not really any point in this. There's not really any point in going on. There's not really any hope in the world. Man, look at the news. Look at everything that's going on in my own life. Come back. Remember, I'll keep those in perfect peace. Remember. His mind has stayed on me. Remember that he is in you is greater than he is in the world. Remember that he will never leave you nor forsake you. Maybe you forgot that for a minute. Maybe you forgot that for a day or a week or a month. Come back and remember See, And you just greater. said, greater is he that's in you. Holy Spirit just said, yeah, he and his word are one, too. So when his word is in you, that's greater than anything else, too, because God watches over his word. And I'm reminded of what he said in Psalms 1 and Joshua 1. He told Joshua, this book of the law, referring to the word of God, he said, it shall not depart from you, but you shall meditate on it, ponder it, chew it up, muse on it daily and nightly and observe to do all that's written in it. Then you will make your way prosperous and then you'll have good success. 
Now, that's in good times and bad times. You still got to meditate on the word of God in bad times, and you're going to come out of this situation. Bad times is good. Right. And sometimes just as much in good, because good times can cause us to follow. Yes, straight. they can. So he says, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll direct your path. And then Psalms once says, blessed is the man who delights in the, the law or the word of God, and in his word does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of living waters who brings forth his fruit and he's it's season whose leaf shall not wither and whatsoever he does shall prosper. God said, I want you to meditate on my truth or my word. Cause that's going to, when you meditate on it, I'm going to give you an understanding or a revelation. That's going to be your new reality. You're going to live off of my word. Remember man should not live by bread alone, but by every word. I want you, Jesus say, I'm the living bread. He said, eat of me, drink of me. I want you to eat of me. That's going to be your reality. Now you're going to get a greater level revelation of, we walk by faith, not by sight, meaning we walk by the word of God, not by things perceived by the senses. See, That's perceived by the senses. said that because the Holy Spirit is saying to me right now, there's somebody listening to this. I don't know who they are, but there's somebody listening <laughs> to this who's kind of fallen away a little bit. They, they've they lost a little bit of faith. They've, they've doubted. They've Faith's not a feeling. They've, they've worried, and they, they're, they've kind of got down in the dumps more than maybe they should have, and they're worried that God's not going to want to back. He does. He's calling you, yes. and he wants you mm-hmm. back. Just because maybe you fell down a little bit, maybe because you stumbled, maybe because your faith has been a little weak, whatever you might want to call it, he wants you back. He wants you to realize that he is not going to condemn you. There is now no condemnation. You know what, Brother Richard? I'm going to go Jesus. ahead and receive that in Jesus' name. I receive that promise as well. And you right. can do that. When you hear a word like that, all your declaration needs to be is, I receive that. Right. Just like the prodigal son. I receive it. And so the world tells you that, oh, you've failed. Oh, you've stumbled. The devil oh, tells you that in your mind, right. in your thoughts. And, too. and God will never want you back because oh, you've I let receive him it. Down. I receive you've it. You've let him down too Ooh. much. You you haven't done exactly right. You You're not as spiritual. You're not as faithful. You're not as good as other people. He'll tell you that. Your own mind will tell you that. God wants you back. God wants you to realize that the, he's not going to condemn you, that he loves you, and that he is there for you. I'll never leave you. I want to read something real quick in Romans chapter 8, and I'm going to pick it up here at uh, verse 20, 28. Romans eight twenty-eight. Look what he says. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God. To those who are the called according to his purpose. Remember he told Jeremiah, I knew you before you was formed in your mother womb. I know the plans and purpose I have for you. If you're created, God allowed you to be created. Look what it says in verse 29. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of his son. Talking about Jesus. That he might be the firstborn of many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified or declared righteous. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. Verse 31. What, what then shall we say to these things? If, and this is not if with a doubt. This. this is an if with a because. <laughs> because God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies or declares righteous. Uh, who is he? Who is he who condemns? Well, we know who that is. Satan. Devil. 
It is Christ who died and furthermore has also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who makes intercessions for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, I'm going to say no, or naked distress, no, persecution, no, famine, no, nakedness, no, peril or sword, no. And he says, as it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And this is what I like to end with. For I am persuaded, you better declare that, I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels or principalities, nor powers or things present or things to come, that's in the future, nor height nor debt or any other created thing or situation or circumstance shall be able to separate Vince, me, us, from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. That's the truth right there. You're in his hand. That's it. Nothing can take you out. That's the truth. Let God be true. If he said that, I believe it. I agree with it. I'm in faith. Who is it? Allstate or whoever is in good hands. You're in good hands, people. But remember that song? He's got the whole world in his hands. That's right. You're in God's hands and nothing can take you out of it. Nothing. Unless you take yourself out. height, depth, death, life. And see, and that's got to be a revelation to you. That's got to be rhema. You got to receive that in your spirit and don't let the devil convince you otherwise. Oh, yeah. The devil wants to come and he wants to tell you, you know what? That's not not true. It can be your loved one. Well, he works through people. He works through people. Yeah. Not knowing. You know, you're never going to be what you ought to be. I'm. I knew you from back in the day, right? I remember you when you was a kid. I remember you when you was doing that, Vince. I remember you when you was doing whatever. But do you remember this? If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are past. Behold, all things come new. That's the gospel. That's the good news for anybody. We have to understand that. And you got to get a revelation of what that means to be a new creation, to be redeemed, restored, and reconciled to God. Your sin, he says, I remember it no more. I'll blot it out. Blot it. Means spot remover. He blotted out. You ever use some spot remover? The spot's gone. <laughs> That's what he said. Your sin and your iniquity, I'll remember no more. That's good news. That's the gospel. That's why guys like me and you can preach the gospel. Because we have understanding. We received the grace of God. We understand it's a free gift. Didn't have to work right. for it. Well, see, and that's the thing. And we understand that we weren't perfect. Who is? And that God calls imperfect people to do, to do his will. Great exploits. That's what he said. The people that know their Look God the shall Bible. do exploits. Look at the Bible and find one perfect person other than Jesus. Find right. Other than Jesus. There's no, there's not. Anybody that was perfect. None. I mean, David, he done all kinds of stuff. And all of them. No, nobody was perfect. The apostle Paul wasn't perfect. Peter, no wasn't one, perfect. none of them was perfect. And yet God calls in perfect people and he said, changes them through the power of the Holy spirit, empowers them through the Holy spirit to do his will. And then he tells us nothing shall separate us from his love. Nothing. He Our said, times, financial troubles, nothing. And see, you have illness. to, you got to understand that again. That's what this broadcast is designed to her- just every day ignite your faith on fire, get you to trust in the Lord with all your heart, be confident in God, in His Word, and what He said, and make that your new reality. You know, and that's you what go it back is. To that scripture, let God be true and every man be a liar, because mm-hmm. no matter what anybody else is telling you, no matter what your family's telling you, your friends let are God telling be you, true. Are telling you, the devil's telling you. Realize God is true. It's God's word is true. Mm-hmm. Let God be true and all those people be a liar. Right. And you got to stand on the truth. Again, that's the highest form of reality, truth. And everything has to submit to truth. That's why the scripture tells us submit to God. Resist the devil. He'll flee from you. I'm going to rephrase that. 
Submit to the truth. Resist the devil. How am I resist him? In faith with the truth. Once I hit him with the truth like Jesus did, it is written, it is written, it is written, he's going to flee. And then the angels are going to come and minister to me. All, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down strongholds. We use the sword of the spirit, which is the word, word of God, to beat Satan with. You just open your right. mouth. You hit him with that with word. You can't beat him with You need knife. to beat him with it is written. It is written what we just said. Nothing to separate us from him. Keep hitting him with that. Pretty soon he said, man, this guy understands his covenant, man. This guy's fate's on fire. I got it. Flee. Let me go mess with Joe Blow over here now. He's going to flee from you. Remember, humble yourself. Now, he'll want to wait until more opportunity oh, oh, he he'll come back. You know he's coming back but tomorrow. what you got to do is to hit him with it hit, again. Hit him with it again. That sword of the spirit. Keep that whole armor on. Hit him with that sword of the spirit. That well, word of God. going to leave me or forsake me? What are you telling me this for, devil? And you know what? And that's going to manifest in your life. That's going to be your reality. You're going to remember we walk by faith. We live by faith. Every day we live by the word of God. And you get draw near to me. He said, I'll draw near to you. You draw near to him by his word. He said, I'm going to manifest it. I'm a, remember John 1. The word in the beginning was the word. The word became flesh and manifested. It's going to become flesh in you once you sell out to it and say, this is my new reality. Every all these promises, scripture say he's given us exceeding great and precious promises. You keep meditating on them, keep them in your mouth, keep them in the front lids of your eyes. It's going to manifest in your life because his word don't return void. It accomplished what it's sent out to do. It's made to do that. Ask Jesus. Jesus with the, with the father in the eternal. He the word came manifest and dwelt among us. It's still the same today. God doesn't change. Right. And we talked about that the other day. I mean, it, this is why it's so important, though. The devil does use people. We don't battle against flesh and blood, but devil uses people. And when people try to convince you, oh, God doesn't love you. God couldn't love you. You've done way too much for God to ever love you. You need to realize that's a lie straight from the pit of hell. When he says to you, God doesn't love you anymore. You know what? You weren't. You remember what you did last week. Remember that day when you said that? Remember that day when you did that? God doesn't love you anymore. You can tell him that's a lie straight from the pit of hell because there's nothing that can separate us from his love. Not nothing. That's why I love the word of God, man. I, I feed on it all day. I, I'll meditate on it day and night. I'll speak it. And people may not understand it, but I understand that the word says God takes the foolish things and, and the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. So I don't get mad if, People don't receive it. Don't understand. They don't understand it. I'll give you an understanding or a revelation of it. But if they don't receive it, well, I'm gonna let God be true and let you be alive. Well, see, and that's the thing <laughs> is that we're saved by grace through faith, not by works. Mm -hmm. Now you can believe that, and it's the truth. All the other six billion people in the world could say, you know what? I don't believe that anymore. I think that's not true. Guess what? It's still true. It doesn't matter what all the people think. The word of God is going to stand true no matter what people think of it. It is not going to be dependent. He doesn't hold up his finger like politicians and say, oh, wow, that's not popular. I'm going to change my mind. No, 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 no. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And uh, it's time for us to check out. We're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. We want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith.
If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.